Praise the Lord. Samuel's friends at the back, Rachel. Should we give her a big warm welcome? <laughs> Natasha's friends. Where I didn't catch her name. Natasha's friends there. Give her a big warm welcome there. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we, at last we have our videos working. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jeff. Praise God. Amen. So next week, will you all do me a big favor? Now, this is going to be, it's amazing. I never ask for anything, but could I ask for one thing? Could we all be early next week? I'll tell you why. I've got a guy coming from America, and he's going to video my life story, and so he's going to come to church early. So if you could all come early, that would be fantastic. And maybe bring a friend. Why don't we do Invitation Month July? Every, every week we invite a new friend. What do you think, yeah? yeah? For July. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. So let's, all of July, let's invite a friend. And make sure you bring them. Amen. If you have to pick them up, you have to ring them, text them, whatever. Let's do that. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Yeah. So let's do that. Praise the Lord. So please come early next week. If you come all early next week, I'll continue to pastor for another few years. Amen. So the place will be empty next week. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's, I really have something. I really, the Lord has really given me something. And uh, so let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We pray the blessing of heaven on these words. We pray, Father, that you would just speak to us very clearly, especially at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. If you throw up that uh, visual boss. We are living in really difficult times, nationally. Let's not just even go to global stuff, but nationally. Uh, inflation, economically, everything is coming at us at an unbelievable rate, rapid rate. We switch on our, on our TVs, we switch on our radios. All we hear is bad reports and negativity. And the whole point of that is to put in society a sense of fear, worry, and anxiety. And next week I'm going to preach on the kingdom of God's economy. So this sermon will follow for next week. So I'm going to ask you the question, why are we all so worried about all that's happening? We wake up worried. We go to bed worried. We get up the next day worried. We go back to bed worried. And so we, we live in this conscious state of anxiety and worry. We're worried about our money. We're worried about the economy. We're worried where we're going to live. We're worried can we pay our rent. We worry that we're going to be able to afford the food. We worry, we worry, we worry, we worry, we worry, we worry, we worry. There are 365 verses in the New Testament that said, do not fear. So I want to 
I believe this word is prophetic in essence. It's prophetic in essence, and it's going to confront what you hear every day. Jesus said this, the truth shall set you free. So I want to talk today about truth that actually confronts lies. Because we are standing from a different position. Let me say that again. We are standing from a different position. Now, Corey Tamboon says this. Let me just get my notes. Sorry. Worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps moving, but doesn't go anywhere. And Corey Tambu could say those words because she spent years in Auschwitz and in Belsen. So she knew what it was to live in a very difficult time and a difficult place. So she said, worry is like a rocking chair. It goes back and forth, back and forth, and actually goes nowhere. And that picture is a picture of humanity. We are bombarded from social media to YouTube, to Facebook, to Twitter, TikTok, TV, radio. We are bombarded with this stuff. I keep saying to everybody, when they talk about the inflation and they talk about this, I keep saying that I'm not part of that world. I belong to the kingdom of God. But you know, my, my late father and I used to say, revelation without application is just knowledge. Revelation applied brings freedom. And so I want to I take us back. I want to take us back right to the very beginning. I want us to journey with me today prophetically. I want to go right back to the very beginning. I want to talk about God's provision. That actually supersides everything. And as I read Genesis the other day, God showed me something I hadn't seen in over 30 years. Never saw this. Well, let's go right back to the beginning. And it says in the very first verse in Genesis, in the beginning God made the earth. So God owns the earth. We all think the enemy owns the earth. No, God created it. God actually owns it. That's the first truth I want to put in your mind. God owns the earth and all that is in it. Everything God created, now listen, everything God created was done in essence of provision. 
Now follow me today. Everything he created was, in essence, provision for Adam. Everything. The sun, the moon, the stars, the sand, the sea, the fish, the plants, the vegetation. So God created all of this. And then he creates Adam. And then he says to Adam, now listen, all that I created is now yours. Think, think, let's think. God created all of that and then gave it to Adam. Now that's the God of absolute provision. They don't tell you that on social media. They don't tell you that when the inflation goes up or the inflation goes down. They tell you that you're going to have to dig deeper and do more. Yet God created everything and God provided everything for Adam. Now that shows you something very simple. That's the character of God towards his children. That everything he created, everything he made was to provide for Adam. Let me just say something. Will that baby be listened on that video? If we can keep the baby quiet, it'd be fantastic. So everything Adam, everything God created, he said, Adam, you take authority over this because I actually created for you because I have actually provided everything you need. So God created everything that Adam, now listen, that Adam would lack nothing. My question to all of us, 6,000 years later, has God changed? So why do we worry? If God hasn't changed, then why are we walking in anxiety, worry, trepidation every day? Because I'll tell you, we are believing what is not true against what is truth. The enemy loves to filter through the system of, of social media, fear, anxiety, speaking into your world constantly, saying, God will not provide. Let me just show you. When you look at the news today or tomorrow or today and you see inflation going up, he is screaming to you saying, God will not provide. And we gladly receive it. We digest it. We mull over it. And then it becomes who we are. Yet God is screaming through the earth. I provided all of this for humanity. I am the same yesterday, today. Listen to what he says. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Why worry? Now watch this, what God does in Genesis. So Adam has all this, and then God says, now I'll provide something else. 
Adam is lonely. So God puts Adam to sleep. Out of Adam's life, he creates woman. And he gladly hands her over to him. Because he sees the lack in Adam's life. Again, God brings provision. Out of nothing, God brings provision. Let me say that again. Out of nothing, God brings provision. He takes which is not and makes it as if it was nothing and creates something and then gladly gives it back to Adam. Now, I want you to understand something this morning. That's how God values his people. He takes something that has nothing and creates something of provision to somebody that's lacking in something. Let me say that again. God takes something that's nothing and creates something that then becomes provision for someone that is lacking in provision. Friend, are you lacking in provision? Are you lacking in some area of your life? Are you longing for God to provide somewhere and you're walking with a sense of emptiness or lack every day and all you hear from social media, it all keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and then you're filling your life with this untruth when God wants to bring truth. And the truth is this, no matter how bad the inflation gets, no matter how hard things come, God will provide. Now watch this. This is what the Lord showed me this week. I never saw it. This is how much God loves his creation. That when Adam falls, now watch, this is phenomenal. Adam falls with Eve. They then cut down the leaves that God provided God's provision's even there. They walk around with these leaves protected because they realize that they need clothes. God sees them. God rebukes them. God tells them what will happen in the future. And then the first time ever in creation, God slaughters an animal and takes the skin of an animal because, listen, he realizes the leaves will not bring warmth or protection for Adam. In their failure, God still provides. His skin was for warmth, protection, and comfort. He doesn't send them out of the garden empty. He sends them from the garden with provision. That's how much God would provide for you. That even in your failures or your mistakes. He is the God of provision. Adam leaves the garden not empty, but full of provision. Actually, he leaves the garden not just full of provision, but full of promise. Because God tells Adam and Eve, one day I'm going to crush him that robbed you of what I was given to you. Now listen, 
Every promise is a promise of provision. So why are we worrying when God is faithful to his promise, which is full of provision? Hallelujah. This is truth. What you hear is lies. This is truth. I keep saying to Sean, don't look at the inflation. Don't look at what the economy says. We are not of that economy. We are of the kingdom of God economy. And next week, I'm going to teach you how to use the economy of heaven. But first, I want to free you from all that worry, all that anxiety, all that fear, all that trepidation, all that information that you are bombarded every single day of your single life. And I want to say this this morning. Everything you hear every day is a lie. Because we are not of that economy. And we are not of that kingdom. We are of a kingdom of provision. Do you think God is sitting in heaven saying, gosh, that inflation is 9.7. It's going to be very hard for heaven here now. We're going to struggle now because that economy is a bit higher. And all the angels, myriads of angels, the gold and everything that's in heaven are all singing. They've actually stopped singing in heaven. Because humanity is engrossed in some, someone's problem with inflation. So Jesus is standing there and saying, oh, what are we going to do, Father? How are we going to provide? And the Father says, well, we created everything. So everything that we create is for man anyway. So all that you see is there for God to provide for your friend. Maybe you need to go to your back garden and, 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 and put a seed of tomatoes or grapes or oranges or whatever, apples or bananas. Maybe God wants you to use your creativity to create something that would be a blessing to you and to others. Amen. You see, your creativity that God has placed in you, I'm going in a different direction. Your creativity that God has placed in you is actually to provide for you. You hear what I'm saying? I'm going off track here. But let me just say this, right? God doesn't want you to worry anymore. God doesn't want you to walk in anxiety. God doesn't want you to walk in fear. God wants you to walk in freedom and in truth and in blessing and in provision. Can I honestly say, 30 years walking with Jesus, I have never known a day when he hasn't provided. And that's the truth. I have never known a day when he has not provided. Now, my second point is this. Now, now I'm going to really get into this. So we went back to Genesis, and we see all the truth of provision. Then in Matthew chapter 6 is my favorite verse. It says this. The title of the chapter is Do not worry. That's the truth. Therefore, Jesus says, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow, sow nor reap, 
nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lily of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, all his glories, was not arrayed like one of them. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, and he, sorry, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your, now listen, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Here's something interesting that I actually never knew. When Jesus said these incredible words. He was speaking to a society that actually lived day by day. What they earned today was all they had. And then tomorrow, whatever they earned is all they had. They weren't working from month to month money going into your account. They weren't even working from week to week money going into your account. It was a daily thing. And yet Jesus confronts their lack, their need, and says to them, don't worry about each day. Look at the birds. Look at the lilies. How much more will I give to you? Now, I understand what it's like to live from week to week, from month to month, but it must be pretty critical from day to day. I remember years ago in Andhra Pradesh, sitting across this girl, young girl, and she said to me, have you ever been hungry? I said, not really. She says, you understand what it means to wake up in the morning knowing there's no money and there's no food. And from her perspective, was very similar to that perspective in that time. Waking up every single day, not knowing what would come. Yet Jesus stands in that society at that time and says, do not worry. Tomorrow morning, we will all wake up again and we will hear that dreadful news about inflation, about our economy, about our diesel, about our food prices. Everything has quadrupled. Everything is going through the ceiling. But I don't focus on the problem. I focus on the promise. Because the promise is greater than the problem. We are conditioned by the problems rather than growing in faith on the promises.
We are driven by the problems rather than walking in the promises. We are dictated every day by all this stuff that comes out of our government's social media. We are driven. We are conditioned. We are going to bed looking on our Facebook, all this garbage. And our Bibles are dusty and dead. We are not going on our knees in prayer, standing on the promise. We are off our knees and we are conditioned like robots, almost walking in a line together, walking together, saying the same thing together. Look at inflation. Look at this. Look at that. We're all at breakfast this morning. Do you see what's in the Tesco's? It's gone from 109 to 126. Do you see what's in Super Value? It's gone from 1 euro to 256. So we are literally being conditioned by what we are seeing and what we physically see every day rather than being conditioned by the promise. Jesus said, and he constantly said, do not worry. Jesus says this. Let me just get my notes here. Actually, when Jesus said, do not worry, in the Greek, he's commanding. He's commanding those people he's speaking to. Take your mind and stop allowing it to be conditioned by your situation. Let me say this. Words create atmosphere that condition humans. We then create the world according to the words we hear. And then we live in that condition. Jesus confronts them and says, don't allow what you receive every day to condition you in this world. He then says, I know what you need. I know everything you need. Are you not more valuable than the birds or the lilies in the air? Are you not more valuable than all a creation? Are you not more valuable than anything I ever created? And you understand that I actually created the earth for you. That it would be your provision. That it would be your blessing. And that you would walk in that promise of that provision back 6,000 years ago. Yet we are conditioned constantly by what we hear and what we see and what we experience. Now real faith is this. We are not subject to what we hear. We are not subjected by what they say. We are not subjected by what we see. We are people of faith. We should walk in faith. We should talk in faith. We should think in faith. And when we see the inflation go to the ceiling, we don't fix our eyes on inflation. We fix our eyes on the promise. The promise of God is this, friend. Stop worrying and start believing. Stop being full of anxiety and start walking in truth. Stop listening to the lies and start meditating on the truth. Stop being driven by the problems and start lifting your hands to the promises. 
We are not of this world. We are not of that economy. We are of the kingdom of God, friends. We are children of God. Now, when Jesus said, he said in the Greek, he uses a word. He says, stop worrying. The word in Greek means to agonize over something to the point of stress. So when you look at your bank accounts and you're so almost, the word in Greek is obsessive. You begin to become obsessive over what you see and you lose focus of what he says. Let me say that again. You become obsessive of what you see rather than realizing what he says. And your obsession on your condition takes away your faith. You know, that, you know that verse, it says in Matthew, I think it's the parable of the seeds. When it says, some fall on stones. Then it says, some falls on thorns. And it says, the desire for riches and wealth choke the life of the seed. Let me show you. Do you know what worry does? It chokes the life of faith. It literally stamps faith out and then we all say where is God surely God hopefully he now this is what we say hopefully he will provide yet when Adam sinned God still provided when Adam fell God still provided because God's heart is always to bring provision God doesn't want you to lack. God doesn't want you to go around empty. God doesn't want you to walk stressed and full of anxiety. John 10, 10, I say it over and over and over. I have come to give you life and more abundantly. That's God's heart for you, friend, is an abundant life, not a life of lack not a life of anxiety, not a life of worry, not a life of stress, obsessed with your condition. You, come, you almost become obsessively over your condition. You become obsessed about the inflation. You become obsessed about what they say on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. Your obsession is in all of that arena when your obsession should be heaven. You see, your focus is offline. Imagine Jesus saying to you, I know what you're wearing today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Everything in you is saying, no, 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 you don't understand. This is what we're saying to God. You don't understand. I've got to go to work tomorrow. If I don't get that wage tomorrow, I'm going to be in lack. And yet Jesus said, how much more will I give to you? How much more? Now, here's the three principles I want you to get. Your priority. Where is your priority? Now in 6.35, Jesus then shows us the key to all of provision. He goes through all that. Do not worry. Do not worry. I will provide more value. All of that. And then he switches on its head in verse 6.35. Then he says, but first, seek the kingdom and his righteousness, and all shall be added on 
see you. This is what he's saying to his people at that point and saying to us today. You need to make the right priority here. You need to make what is major, major, and what is minor, minor. Your priorities, listen to me, your priorities reveal your values. What you make a priority shows you what you really value. When you forsake the kingdom, you put his kingdom, your value. And what that does is, it switches your priority and makes your focus very clear. All of a sudden, your priority helps you in your perspective. You see, when he is forced and forced alone, your perspective is on what he says and what he does and what he says about you. But when your priority is off-center or off-line, that you're fixated and obsessed with what you hear, you cannot have the right priorities or the right perspective. And what that does, it creates this tension between faith and fear. You jump, one day you're on faith, the next day you're full of fear. One day you're on fire, the next day you're as damp as a cloth, wet cloth. So you have this tension constantly. One day you believe Jesus, the next day you don't believe anything. One day you really believe what he says, and the next day you're driven by what they say. Yet God, in all his, his words, constantly re reiterates and says this constantly, first seek the kingdom. And all things will be added on to you. Corey Tambun says this. I love this quote. It's a great quote. Worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrows. It empties today of its strength. You worrying constantly debilitates you, robs you, and eventually will destroy you. And can I just say, we are living in a world of worry. Outside these four doors, all we hear is neg excuse me, negativity. All we hear is fear. All we hear is dread from one nation to another. And God has been speaking to me very, very clearly in saying, get the right perspective and get the right priorities going. And then the Lord says this. Listen. When you apply the principles of heaven brings provision and next we're going to deal with that when you apply what he says it automatically brings provision but when you're full of fear and worry you cannot apply his principles 
You know, the biggest problem, and I'm going to be honest, right? Biggest problem with humanity is, is money. It's the dollar. We are driven by what's in our account. We are driven. Why do you think God asked to tithe? Have you ever asked that question? Why do you tithe? And next week we'll deal, deal with the economy of heaven. Have you ever asked why God asked that? It's all about a trust issue, not a bank account. It's not about your money. God doesn't care about your money. He created the money. He put the creativity in a brain somewhere thousands of years ago to create the piece of paper that we all use. He, he, put, he put the creativity in the brain of someone to create a credit card and a debit card. The Bible says we are created in His image and likeness. Therefore, whoever created this was actually given the gene from heaven anyway. But when you start to tithe, you are moving from a place of poverty into a place of blessing. And friend, I want to encourage you today about tithing. Right? I really do. I feel it's, really feel it's the Lord. right? Because when you don't tithe, you're saying God cannot provide. Because you're basing everything on what you're physical account. You're based on your zero, zero, zero in your bank account rather than based on the promise that says all will be added. What do you think he's talking about for seek the kingdom? Everything you own is his. People say, well, it's obligatory in the New Testament. Now, let me just clear this up for you in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it was 33 and a quarter. In the new, it's everything. Everything I have is God's. And I can tell you something this morning. I have never seen God let me down. Why? Because I live according to his principles. Why? I live out his principles. The whole principle of sowing and reaping is, is, is for the Christian. Friend, if you don't want to walk in lack or you don't want to walk in poverty, learn to do what God says. Learn to activate faith. Learn to live in faith, not in fear or worry. Learn to live in faith. Learn to operate in faith. Learn that God will provide for you. You see, God is faithful to his word. God is faithful, friend. God is not subject to an inflation problem or an economic problem or a fear issue. He conquered it all at the cross. He destroyed the works of the enemy at the cross. He conquered sin, poverty, death, everything at the cross. That you may live in freedom and in blessing. I have walked with Jesus for nearly 30 years and I can honestly say I have been blessed ever since. I have never, and Sham will tell you, I don't live with fear. I don't live with worry. I live by faith. No matter what my bank says, I say God will provide because he is a God of his promises. So do not worry. When you see inflation, look to heaven. When you see inflation, look to the Bible. 
When you hear the words of death, listen to the words of life. When you hear the lies, listen to truth. Friend, it's an act of action. It's your actively act of life that will bring the blessing of God. Let me just close this up, right? I can speak on this all day. When Jesus said this, right? I close now. I'm giving you 30 years of ministry here that I've lived off for 30 years. When Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34 to 35, when he said, forsake the kingdom, he was saying something very important. He was saying, let's partner together. Let's do this together. Because I'm faithful. And even when you fail, I'm going to be faithful. Doesn't matter what happens, I'll be faithful because I made a covenant with my father that you are now inheriting because of what we did. Do you understand? God did it for you. He signed a contract. He put his blood seal on it and said, listen, child of God, I've signed the contract here. I've done it all. All I want you to do is walk in what I've done and according to what I've said. Now, it's very simple. We walk by faith, not by fear. Stop listening to the lies of society and the enemy. Stop listening to your bank account. Stop listening to your mortgage. Stop listening to your, your super value or your super queen or your little and your early. That was gas this morning. Little have still kept the same prices. Being positive. Being positive. <laughs> I don't care whether little stick the price up through the ceiling. My God shall supply all my needs according to the riches that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 He did it all. So let's live like he did it and cast away everything else and let's live in freedom. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word because your word is eternal and your word is true. We ask you today, Father, that we will live according to what you say, not what we hear or see. Now, Father, I ask you for all my friends in this place, may they walk in absolute freedom and in truth this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Let's have fellowship. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Thank you, Mabraski.